This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. American Equestrian School, powered by ICL Academy, is the leading hybrid online private school tailored to junior equestrians grades 6 through 12. Get more time to train, travel, and compete. Plus, elite academics with equestrian coursework, high-excelling peers, character and leadership training, college and career guidance, networking and internship assistance, performance coaching and personal branding review, nationwide equestrian meetups, and mentorship from equestrian champions and experts. Go to www.americanequestrian.school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I have a special guest host today because, as you can hear, I'm having a little trouble with my voice. I've been sick for a couple weeks. And although I sound better than I did, I still can't do the entire podcast. And we wanted to get this podcast ready for publication. So I would like to introduce my guest host today. She is Jenna Boyata Upson, and she is the Athletic Equestrian Director of Marketing and Social Media Manager. And she also happens to be my daughter and right-hand woman. And she rode in college at Colby Sawyer College for two years. And I wanted her, even if I wasn't, uh, didn't have a bad voice, um, even if I didn't sound like Marge Simpson, I would still want her to be on because in, uh, in high school, she actually took half day of classes and um, the rest of the day was home at the farm training and uh, riding and uh, perfecting her sport. So I thought that she'd be a good one to talk to Megan. So I'm going to turn it over to Jenna. Thanks for the introduction. And I am very happy to be on this podcast and hosting today. Um, Like my mom or Sally said, it's I did online schooling for part of my high school, so I was super excited when this opportunity came about for me to interview Megan. So Megan, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Sally and Jenna. Yes. So I think I'll go ahead and I will just kind of go through your bio and who you are and what the organization is that you work for. So Megan Marinos is the head of school at the American Equestrian School, AES. She is the founding head of school at ICL Academy, which is a school that powers the American Equestrian School. Megan has worked in many educational settings from public to private. She has also worked with students from elementary to adult education. Before ICL ACS, AES, Megan was the head of school at Fusion Academy, which is a one-on-one private school. She holds a bachelor's degree from West Virginia University in political science and a master's in teaching from Liberty University in secondary education. 
Megan currently lives outside of Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. And when she isn't working, Megan is spending the time outdoors with her husband and two boys. So again, thank you, Megan, for being here. It sounds like you have a very extensive background and I can't wait to listen and and hear about the school and this this organization that you are the head of school at. Yes, I'm excited to share. So how and when did this organization start? So ICL Academy was founded actually back in 2014, and it was an in-person school. So it was first accredited as an in-person school out in LA. Coincidentally, in 2020, we created a fully online program. Um, And surprisingly, that wasn't due to the pandemic. That was always the plan for the school um, because our founder, he was an elite athlete and he understood the need to have that flexibility um, between his school and his training. And so he always wanted to open an online school where students would have that flexibility to really pursue their passion and have a school that really understood that commitment and the drive that they had to pursue that passion. And then how did the um, American Equestrian School come about with the ICL? Sure. So um, like I said, we first did our, our first fall semester in 2020. And then in this past year, because we were getting so much demand for an equestrian uh, branch of our school, um, this past year we launched the American Equestrian School. And so we have partnered with um, our equestrian experts to bring us the programming for our equestrian students. So um, although ICL Academy is the one that powers the core curriculum, Our equestrians do have opportunities for specific equestrian courses and then in-person experiences to shadow judging, um, you know, understand all parts of the equestrian world. So that way they are well-rounded equestrians are able to um, pursue their passion, not only for riding or jumping, um, but they can also uh, use this school to launch a career eventually in that field. Very cool. That I wish I had that (laughs) when I went (laughs) to school. Um, That's really cool. And I know, I think because of COVID, a lot Mm -hmm. of people understand like what online school was like during that time. So what's kind of like a structure for a student in your organization? Like how many hours per day are they doing school? And then how many hours are they doing their sports or whatever? acting or whatever else they're a part of? Yeah, that's a great question. And I I think that's a great um, opening question because as you said, during the pandemic, everyone was used to online school. And I think it was a very negative experience for a lot of people. And I don't think there's any blame there on either party, either the school or the student. I think what had happened there was a lot of, the teachers weren't prepared for it. They they hadn't been trained in teaching in an online environment. Um, and so the way it's, it's a big difference with ICL Academy and American Equestrian School because our teachers and our curriculum was built for online education. Um, and so that was really taken into consideration as we were creating the curriculum And as we were creating the assignments, you know, how can we continue to keep this engaged, Mm -hmm. uh, keep our students engaged 
while they're learning online. Um, and then the other piece to that, and I'll get to the structure in just a second, is that understanding that our students are jumping from, you know, their their passion to school and they may not have a large gap of time. So really understanding the structure of our students day and making our assignments and our lessons bite sized um, and really cutting out a lot of that unnecessary busy work and really focusing on the important content that the students need so they can jump from, OK, I'm going to practice and then I only have you know 45 minutes for my schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Let me jump into this and then I can pause and come back to it and I won't feel lost or having to start over from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, and so our program uh, essentially has three parts. We have the um, asynchronous learning, which is where the students can work at their own pace. They can go through the lessons, um, the assignments. And um, because we do understand our students are all at different places in their in their courses, um, you know, again, it's at their own pace, but when they have their live seminars, which is the second part, um, those are once a week per class. Those are much more discussion based and thematic uh, based on what the students are learning in that unit. So understanding that not every student is going to be on the same lesson that week, um, really making sure that that time together is meaningful. They have time to interact with their peers and discuss um, you know, the application of what they're learning into the real world and their passions. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is they have the opportunity for open office hours with their teachers. So if they really do need that one-to-one -one teaching, um, you know, they need more instructional time, they'll use those, those office hours for that. Very nice. Yeah. When I was doing online schooling, I did half day public and then I did some online schooling. I think that was one of my favorite aspects was the one-on-one -on -one attention and the, the teachers were just so enthusiastic and they, they really took the time to help you as an individual because they didn't necessarily have a class of 30 people that they had to educate that they could mm -hmm. really give you that one-on-one -on -one time. So do exactly. your students feel that way as well in the ICL Academy? Yes, absolutely. We have some of the best teachers I've ever worked with work here at ICL and it, it's apparent every um, semester we give a parent and student survey and every time without fail, our parents and students are saying, you know, these are the best teachers I've ever had. And, you know, surprisingly, I think there's um, a myth out there that you can't learn math online. And our math teacher every year we get um, in every semester, we get results from the survey saying, you know, this is the first time I've really understood math. And this is the first time I've really enjoyed math, um, which I think is shocking to a lot of families yeah. and, and, <laughs> And I see Sally pointing to Jenna. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it really can be such a wonderful experience for our students. And, um, you know, I'm just so um, grateful to have such wonderful teachers on our team. And then how does the testing work? Are there tests like any other regular school? There are. Um, so we believe in... Um, testing our students, giving them an opportunity to show their uh, understanding and mastery of their knowledge in different ways. So, um, you know, not giving them that standardized paper and pencil test, but giving them opportunities to show their expertise through 
uh, outlet that works for them. So a lot of project-based assessments um, with choice. So mm-hmm. really giving them that opportunity to really shine the way that they, you know, learn best. And then, um, you know, understanding too, as they get older and get into the higher grades um, and knowing okay, is this student college bound? Is this student, what kind of college are they looking at? We'll ensure that they have a lot of practice with that, uh, you know, essay writing and reading and, and prepping them for college. Yeah. And I saw when looking on your website, you have students that go to Yale, that go to UVM, they go to top mm-hmm. Stanford, they go to top schools in the United yeah. States. So that's fantastic that the universities view your program as such an accredited program. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are uh, fully accredited through WASC. We're A through G approved. So for those of you who are not in California, that might not uh, mean anything to you. But if you want to go to a UC um, school, University of California school, you do have to have credits that are A through G approved. Um, so we have that. Um, all of our courses are NCAA approved. So if you're looking to um, you know, ride in college or play a sport in college, you have to follow um, the NCAA eligibility guidelines in order to be eligible for D1 or D2. And that is something that we are very well versed in, um, you know, again, understanding our student population and the needs that they have, the needs that their parents have, and, and really walking that journey with them from as early as, you know, eighth grade, because, it really, you know, depending on what courses you select in eighth grade really determine, you know, the trajectory of your courses throughout high school. And so we really take that into consideration with every single student as we help them with their course selection each year. Okay. So are the riders in the American Equestrian School, are they involved in the USCF, USHJA, or are they mostly like hobby type riders? Yes. Typically a student who is looking at American Equestrian School or ICL in general, these are the top competing athletes in their field. Um, And the reason for that being is they need that flexibility to really pursue their passion in a a very severe way. And so that's why they're looking for a school and a program um, that one, understands what they're going through, two, is able to guide them um, through that journey into the post-secondary life, Um, and then three, giving them that flexibility um, and, you know, just fostering that journey with them. Um, But I would say we do have some equestrians who opt to just take ICL courses, so they still get that flexibility, they still get that academics uh, tailored to their passion, but they're not going to go for the equestrian electives, um, the equestrian education, the hands-on career training um, and networking that you would receive through the AES portion of ICL. That's great. And then how do riders become a part of your organization? Is it, do they have to apply or what's that process like? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So they can go to either website, either ICL Academy or American Equestrian School dot org, and they can find out about either either organization. And again, because we're one and the same, we can help um, advise them into which one makes sense for them. 
So if you just go to our website, you can request more information and our amazing ad admissions team will um, help guide you through that part. And during the admissions, do they go over like all the programs that are offered? Like, I know you said that there's different like electives that people can take mm -hmm. and um, you know, cause I'm sure the parents want to know about the educational piece, but I'm sure the, the potential students want to learn about what electives there are and, um, the horsemanship aspect of things. Yes, absolutely. So our admissions team, um, can help with that, um, guidance. Uh, and then we also have our equestrian experts who can really speak the language. Um, cause my, me, I am not, um, I don't ride personally and I'm not an equestrian. Um, but we have people on our team for each of our different passions that really understand it. And if there's, you know, a very nuanced question, they're able to, um, guide them in that area. That's so great that you have top professionals that understand both the aspect of being in an online schooling, but also putting in everything from the equestrian world that they know and passing it on to the future generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our students really appreciate it. And our parents do too, because I'm sure, you know, Sally's in this world. So she was probably able to guide you through that a lot more than a lot of parents, but a lot of parents just feel, you know, just so lost in the process because it's changed drastically since the parents were going through this, you know, there's so many new, um, you know, just processes. I mean, the common app didn't even exist when I was yeah. going into college. So, um, you know, we really help our, our families navigate that situation. And, um, what to be a part of this program, mm -hmm. is it extra to be part of the American equestrian school because it adds in the equestrian aspect or is the cost similar or the same for the ICL Academy? Um, so there ICL Academy um, has a sticker price of $16,000 a year. Um, we are fortunate to have a um, nonprofit, the Institute for Civic Leadership, that is able to give scholarships to our students, both for merit and for needs-based. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have scholarships available, um, and that is the same for American Equestrian School. However, you're you're right, the American Equestrian School, there is an additional cost involved. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, when they do talk to the, the admissions team, they'll walk them through what each of those tiers will will get the family, um, you know, because they may just want the equestrian electives without a lot of the in-person hands-on training. But, um, you know, for those top uh, competing mm -hmm. uh, athletes, they really do want, they're going to be traveling. They're going to be at the same shows as our equestrian professionals. So they're going to want that hands-on experience as well. That is very cool. So I didn't realize that they can actually go in person for the, so they mm -hmm. train with your trainers that you have in within the program. Yeah. So depending on which tier they go to with the American Equestrian School, they will have that opportunity. Um, and yeah, they'll be able to in person shadow some of the judging, um, you know, go visit, um, you know, go to barns and, and uh, places that a lot of students otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. That is really, really cool. That yeah. is really cool for people. Like I, like you said, I had the opportunity to live on a farm with a trainer. So she was kind of my guiding, guiding exactly. light when it came to the process. But that's really cool that you have given the opportunity for other students to experience something like that. That is very cool. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of parents, you know, they their kid begged and begged, I want to, I want a horse, I want a pony, you know, I want this. And the parents like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. So they need somebody like American Equestrian School because they all don't have a Sally as a mom. So (laughs) (laughs) they need that help. And um, it's great that we're able to offer that for the families. That is very cool. So now I want to learn about you and how you got to this path of being the head of the school and um, your more of your background of your process of applying to school and your traditional schooling background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am trying to think where to begin. Um, so I did have a very traditional school background, public school um, my whole life. I was the youngest of four. So um, by the time it got to me, I think my parents were just kind of checked out. <laughs> um, so I really didn't have a lot of guidance um, or structure when it came to applying to colleges. And um, I ended up choosing West Virginia because it was close enough, but not too far away. Um, and I was one of those students that went to school and had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was an undecided major um, and chose political science because I initially wanted to go to law school. Um, But in the back of my head, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I was like, no, I want to be something cooler than that. Like at the time, I thought that, you know, being a lawyer was so cool. Um, So I um, pursued political science. And then by the time I graduated, I was like, eh, I don't want to go to law school. So I went into the work world and, and, you know, worked for a while and then eventually finally chased my dream to become a teacher and went back to school, got my master's in teaching, um, in for high school history, um, with my political science background. And then, um, did that for a bit. Um, while I was going to school, I was teaching night school for adults, um, you know, who were pursuing their GED, um, helping out, um, as a paraprofessional in, uh, special ed elementary school classrooms. Um, and then, so with that expansive background, once I got my, um, degree in teaching and got my license to teach, I, Uh, My husband was in the military. He got out of the army um, and we settled back in his hometown, which was New York City. And um, I pursued teaching in a private school because I wanted to try something that wasn't, um, you know, traditional because of my background teaching with so many different uh, groups of of students from, you know, again, elementary special ed to adults. And I really enjoyed working with that non-traditional student. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I found Fusion Academy. And Fusion Academy, as you said before, is a one-on-one school. <clears throat> so it's really tailored to the student, obviously. Um, so the student goes to to their teacher for each subject. Um, And the students have a wide range of learning needs. Um, You know, most of them being extremely gifted students who are very bored in the traditional classroom. Um, So then they need that engagement, that one-on-one engagement. Um, But we have a lot of, had a lot of students that struggled with, um, you know, anxiety and depression. That was a very common thread. Um, And then some specific learning differences like dyslexia, where, you know, they really needed that um, specialized uh, one-on-one education to um, address their specific needs because, you know, dyslexia similar to autism is a spectrum and, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all for any of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that 
was real. I loved teaching there. Um, and uh, when they were opening campuses in the DC area, I um, put my name in the hat to open a school down here so I could be closer to my family that was in Maryland. Um, and I opened up a campus here in Northern Virginia um, in 2017 and taught there for, or was the head of school there for a while. And then I heard about ICL through some mutual friends who I'd worked with up in New York. And that's how I found ICL. Um, and by that time, you know, I had been in, in the one-on-one -on -one school for about six years, I think at that time. So I was just looking for something different. And, um, you know, working with elite athletes was something that was really interesting to me. I was an athlete and, um, you know, my, my brother was a college athlete. And so I just, you know, wanted to try something different and work with another um, group of students. So that's kind of my very long story of how I got here. <laughs> that is very cool. Yes. We love to highlight on the podcast since it is about, you know, riding in college, but also about people's journeys to where they end up because a lot yeah. of the time they go one direction and you know, there's some people that we have on that they didn't discover their career path that they're in now until their thirties. So yeah. it's just a good perspective to show that you can always switch career paths. And you clearly did that. You started that you wanted to possibly be a lawyer and now you're the head of a school of online program. So that's really cool. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I always say, you know, I, if I had and this isn't to say don't get guidance to go to college because yeah. you should, but if I had that handholding, if I had somebody really helping me through that process, I definitely wouldn't be in this path that I ended up in, but I'm thankful for all the, you know, challenges that I hit along the way. And, um, you know, I think it just made me appreciate my, my career path even more. So, you know, there's no one, one way to, to success and you just have to follow what you want to do. And, um, you know, a lot of the hard work will come with it, but just to stick with it and, and keep chasing what you want. Yeah, that's great advice. So what do you like to do besides outside of work? I know you said you have two boys, but, and you yeah. were an athlete. So what is it that you do outside of work? So outside of work, I love to stay active. Um, I, I like to work out. So I have a Peloton or I go out running. Um, I, yes, I have two boys. They're twin four-year-olds. So, um, they keep me very busy. <laughs> a full-time <laughs> job in itself. It is. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I love to learn new things and, um, you know, it, it, I love to always learn my boys actually the other day were like, um, you know, I, I, I hope to learn my whole life. I'm like, oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just always staying curious about new stuff and, um, I love cooking and eating. <laughs> So, uh, my mom is a hundred percent Greek. So, um, we always grew up with a lot of delicious food in the house. Oh and gosh. so, yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great that even, even outside of the online world, you get out and, <laughs> and yeah. exercise and get all that and interact that way. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We're really excited for our listeners to learn about this program and also your journey to becoming a head of an online school. Um, thank so you. If you have any further, if you want to tell people where to exactly find you and um, contact information. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, so again, you can go to either the American Equestrian School website or ICLacademy.com. Um, both will take you to the right admissions people. Um, if you have any questions or you're just curious and you want to learn more about the program, maybe you're not even looking for this year and you might be looking for next year, you can still reach out and start that conversation with our admissions team. Um, you can also email, you can email me if you would like, if you're listening today and I'm uh, Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N at ICLacademy.org. Um, so you can email me directly or you can go to our website and find our admissions email there. Um, there's also a chat feature if you're interested in chatting, but um, really appreciate Jenna and Sally. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for highlighting ICL Academy and the American Equestrian School. We really appreciate it. There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and western equestrian teams. Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher. <laughs>